0: Welcome back to the College Basketball Tip-Off. Alongside me, Anthony Craven, I'm Cody Blazak. And we have a rather interesting headline from this past week, and that being that 18 of the top 25 teams lost during the week or the weekend, which is mind-boggling. I, I don't think you or I thought that that would have happened Last week, I don't think anybody ever thinks that something like that will happen. And then it does, and you're kind of like, what are they going to do with the rankings? And really, the rankings didn't change too
1: much. (laughs) If everyone goes one and one, then uh, okay, I guess you just stay put.
0: The only teams that really made jumps were Oklahoma State, which was unranked, and now they're 16. And then Iowa jumped up to, I believe it's number five right now. And, I mean, otherwise, you only moved one or two spots. It wasn't anything drastic. For the SEC, we had Missouri and Tennessee, which were 24 and 25, and they have both dropped out of the top 25. Now we have only two teams left in the top 25, and that is number eight ranked Alabama and number 12 Arkansas. So the SEC is struggling late in the season against each other.
1: Yeah. Meeting up on each other. Yeah, there, there, there's some, um, some cannibalizing going on in the SEC, and Arkansas and Alabama are the only two who have survived with pristine records when it's all said and done. So, yeah, Arkansas and Alabama playing fantastic basketball. Arkansas, I would contend, is playing about as well as anybody in the country right now. I mean, I mean they're playing top-10 caliber basketball. Right now, are they? You know, have they had a top ten season? Not quite, but they're they're playing top ten basketball right now. They're they're a team. You know, if I am, and we're still a little while, you know, a, a little ways away from selection Sunday, but if I'm one of these top five teams, you know, if I'm one of these top Big Ten teams, if I'm Baylor, if I'm Gonzaga, if I'm West Virginia. If I see Arkansas pop up in my bracket as a four seed or a three seed, I, I might poop my pants a little bit because they're a team that I do not. I, get, I guarantee you, nobody wants to see Arkansas in their bracket right now, and they're one of those teams where they're they're not going to be a one or a two seed. You know, they're going to be at best a three seed, and they're going to be you know the best darn three or four seed in the whole country. And so I, those two teams have clearly separated themselves in the SEC, Bama and Arkansas. Congrats to Bama, by the way, on, on winning the SEC uh, title. Wasn't pretty, but but then again, this is what they've been in the last month of the season, really, for the most part. They've been a grinded out, win close defensive ball games. They did it again on the road in, in Starkville, and they claimed the outright SEC regular season title. First time they've done that in almost 20 years, so congrats to, to uh, Nate Oates and and, and John Petty and, and company. Although John Petty and, and Herbert Jones, once again, were almost non-factors offensively, almost non-factors. Their defense was still superb, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to them later. But to, to circle back around to your main point, yeah, Arkansas and Bama won two in the SEC and, and, and two of the better teams in the country, and then clearly a gap before you get to the rest of the of the league and there are a handful of good teams but very flawed teams who clearly aren't great teams and who might all make the big dance but then all get eliminated in the first weekend of the big dance and that, and that, that you know that that group includes lsu florida missouri tennessee um who else am i that's about it florida i you might have said florida but I, I said them yeah and then you've got otherwise. another gap And then you've got teams like Ole Miss, Kentucky, Mississippi State, you know, where Auburn, where on any given night, they can beat one of these teams, but they've been really inconsistent throughout the season. Georgia, throw them in that mix too.
0: So we're going to start with the Mississippi State game, as always. It is on Wednesday, not Tuesday. It will be played tomorrow on the SEC Network at 7.30. Since we were already on the topic of Bama, we'll – just go over that game from Saturday. And you and I were both at this game. And first off, Nate, A Oates, fun game. Nate Oates is an incredible coach. Watching him live, really fun to do. But it, it wasn't John Petty or Herb Jones or Jaden Shackelford that killed them. Quinterly, yeah. I, he got to the hoop whenever he wanted to and just drove. And that is what... I, I think in the long run, that's what killed Bama. He had 19 points that game. And
1: and most every, of that game in the first half. He had 15 at yeah, halftime.
0: And in every other possession it felt, he was just driving to the rim and taking whatever he wanted. And I, I think in the – the turnovers were – I mean, we only had 16 turnovers to their 14 turnovers, so the turnovers were pretty close. And – Rebounding also, I felt like we could not grab a rebound on the defensive end to save our life, especially in the second half. Every time Bama missed a shot, they it, it always seemed like they had a second opportunity, which will kill a team. And I, I think the rebounding in Quinterly is what ended up killing that game for Mississippi State. They only lost by, I think it was five or six. Five, yeah. But... In the end, those two factors really played a key part.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, uh, yet another SEC game where Bama wins by defending and rebounding. I thought, and you and I talked about this, and I think now other people, not to say that you and I were ahead of the curve on this, I just think like like, like generic basketball fans in, in the Southeast, when you mention Alabama this year, they think, ooh, high-scoring team, and you know... Fun to watch them take all the all those threes. Well, as the year has gone on, SEC coaches have adjusted to Bama's style, and Alabama is not scoring nearly as many points as they were earlier in the season. They're still that same kind of offense, but they rely now more heavily on players like Quinterly and Shackelford, who are guys who can get to the rim. Uh, John Petty, as good as he is, is is not a guy who can create his own shot off the dribble and, and get to the rim and finish at the rim against good defensive teams. Uh, he he just can't. I mean, there's, there's a reason why he's still in college, you know, and hasn't... If he could have, at his size, if he could be a guy who creates his own shot off the dribble and gets to the rim and finishes and does so with regularity, he would, he would have been drafted at least last year, if not... Sooner. That's the way that the NBA works these days. I mean, they will poach college kids as quickly as they can if they're guards who can do those things. Um, For example, see Anthony Edwards, right? Who had a very average season last year, but he's a guy who can not only can he shoot it, but he can elevate, he can penetrate, and he can dribble around you, through you. He's you know, if John Petty could do all those things, he would have been drafted. Already, so so I think John Petty has maximized his talent at this level and good for him uh, and uh, and it's it's paid off for him because I think he'll he'll get a shot at the next level, and in the meantime in college he's won now a conference championship with a chance to make some noise in in the big dance but yeah but 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 they won this game with defense and rebounding, and I think people are now starting to realize or or at least starting to, starting to focus more on the fact that Alabama. Is probably the best defensive team in the SEC. And that's why they've won the SEC championship. And when they're hitting their threes, then they become a team that could contend for a national title. But it's a big if because they had yet another night in Starkville over the weekend where their three ball was not falling. And 25%. And and most of that was because State had a really good defensive game plan. And State went small with their lineup. And so they became a quicker defensive team, but give Alabama credit. I mean, they they forced just enough turnovers, and um, and they got those rebounds because when you when you play that offensive style, where you are taking a lot of jump shots, then you get the ball kicking off, the iron, and coming right back out to where the shooter is. So that's part of why Alabama grabs a lot of offensive rebounds because they're not taking layups. And hook shots around the rim. So, so they're not having a fight with larger bodies down low for rebounds. They're just trying to, you know, the guards are some of their leading rebounders on the team. Uh, so fun game to watch, though. I mean, I mean both teams were, were just getting after each other. Physical game, referees let them play. Uh, there were probably some times where the officials, you know, sort of blew it. It wasn't the greatest officiated game in the world, but, it, you know, it went both ways. You know, they were – neither coach <laughs> – the fact that neither coach got get called for a technical in, in that game is remarkable well, gonna, because both of them were just getting on the officials constantly.
0: Both, both teams had 17 fouls apiece. So it was even when it came yeah. to oh, – yeah. they, they wanted it, the game to be favor even. favor one
1: way or the other, yeah. but it just was a, an oddly officiating game. But a fun game to watch. State comes out on that losing end. Now the question is, can State finish strong? They have two road games left. Both are winnable, but they could also lose both of them, and it wouldn't be a, a shock. So, so can they finish strong and go into the SEC tournament with some momentum and be one of those teams who plays on the second day of the tournament and be one of those teams that I mean, almost every year we we, we see a team that begins play on Thursday and. They're still playing on Saturday, in the, in the in the semifinals. You know, somebody makes a little mini run. You know, State could be one of those teams, but I'm intrigued to see how they bounce back after they left it all, you know, all out on the court, and had their opportunities. I mean, their their defense, State's defense, in half number two against Bama, that's as good as anybody has defended Bama all year long, and Nate Oates said as much after the game. I mean, they he, they he, turned he... that
0: game into a—it was 12 points until, like, it was—I remember there was a time in that game where it was a three-point game, and we just could not hit a three. No. And, I mean, we only ended up losing by five, which—it's yeah. two possessions. It's not like we got crushed, and we did this both times we played Bama. Yep. But going into or playing Texas A&M— A and M,
1: a a well rested
0: might, might be a little team. rusty
1: though. Might <laughs> be rusty. Rusty. Wait, get, quick. Editor's note: We're recording this on a Tuesday. There is still a you know a twenty four hour period for a And M to fail enough COVID tests again that this game does not get played. I'm hopeful it gets played. If it does get played, it's their first game in in how long? Cody,
0: uh, since the Big Twelve Challenge, which was uh, before February. <laughs> Uh, The Big
1: 12 gave A&M COVID as retaliation for them leaving the conference eight years ago.
0: They did not play a single game in February. All 28 days in February. I know it's a short month, but... That's four entire weeks. Yes, they didn't play a single game. They've not played in a month,
1: which... And when's the last conference game they had?
0: uh, I believe it was the week before. It's been five or
1: six weeks. It
0: has been January... 26th. At home versus LSU was their last uh, conference game they played. So it's been wow. it's been a while for the Aggies.
1: Five and a half weeks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> On paper, Mississippi State should win this game because <laughs> of uh, we've seen it recently. I think teams coming out of COVID breaks. It, yeah. One in particular, Baylor especially when they play a good team like Kansas. They played – in the midweek series, they they had a game. I don't remember who they played. They ended up winning that game, but it was close. It was yeah. Iowa State, yep. I believe. They almost lost that game, and then they went in and played Kansas, and they blew it, and that was their first loss of the season. So with teams especially as good as Baylor, you have to say – or have to think that these breaks from COVID – are causing teams to to get rusty is what I would call
1: it. Yeah, the vast majority, and kudos to the ESPN crew that was calling that Baylor-Kansas game over the weekend because I was watching that, and they, and they brought up and they had done some research, or someone at ESPN had done some research in teams that have had long COVID layoffs. How long does it take them to get back into a rhythm where they are back to, to, you know, regardless of whether they're a good team or a bad team, having a good year or a bad year, how long does it take them to get back to where they were statistically after the layoff? And it takes them at least three games to get, quote-unquote, back to normal uh, for most teams. Some teams are outliers. If, if, so, if
0: that's the case for Baylor, that is not good because they play West Virginia Well,
1: tonight. Well, those would be their—actually, the, the, it's— it, it, it's in progress, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's in progress right now. Baylor and and West Virginia. This is and this is Baylor's third game back. Yeah. So, so Iowa State was the first game, Kansas game two. So tonight or right now is Baylor's third game back and from they're long COVID.
0: A red hot West Virginia team that nobody's talking about. So West Virginia. We'll we'll get to that later. Is that
1: game in Morgantown right now? Or is uh, yes. In,
0: we'll... It's, we, it's, yes, it's in West Virginia.
1: There you go. Sorry. There you go. So cue the John Denver and the, and the lighting of fire to couches.
0: Mississippi State at Texas A and M on the SEC network
1: tomorrow at seven thirty. What's your pick? If the game happens, I'm going with State. even though State. Even though A and M beat State.
0: Yeah, I, in I Starkville, I'm I'm going with State. Just Texas A and M is so rusty, and I really haven't been impressed when they were playing either. So I've got to get with state on this one. And that'll be that with that. we got to move on because yeah. we're running out of time.
1: Hurry, hurry. Um,
0: back to today at 530 on the SEC Network, number 12 Arkansas travels to South Carolina. Arkansas is red hot. Yes. Nine-game conference win streak. Possibly the best SEC team at this point in time. Uh, and then to South Carolina, didn't think Georgia or didn't think they would beat Georgia, and they did. But they on beat the them road. by 21
1: points in Athens, right? Yes. When it, yeah. So 90 hung 91 points on them.
0: <laughs> I know we're not you and I aren't confident in either of these teams, but I thought Georgia was a lot better than this. Yes. I, no, I don't want to see Georgia's good team. but They're not a bad team. They're definitely
1: they are They're extremely average. Yeah. They They're, are... They they are in that boat with so many other teams in the SEC this year where if we were having the men's NIT this year, I don't think we are. Uh, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the men's NIT were a thing, Georgia would 100% be an NIT team. Not bad, but but, but not good. But they were playing their best ball of the year and then... <laughs> The Gamecocks, fresh off getting blown out by Mississippi State, go to Athens and, of course, hung almost 100 points on them and, and win by more than 20. Kudos to Frank Martin. His, his, his team is not going to quit. I mean, they are young, and they had lots of COVID issues at the beginning of the year. So it sort of stunted their growth as the year has gone on. They, they and Vanderbilt are the two weirdest teams to figure out, for me at least, in the SEC this year, all that to say, this Arkansas is playing the best ball of anybody in the SEC right now, including Alabama. I I see them picking up conference win number ten tonight, but conference ten in a row in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Their tenth straight conference win overall. Yeah,
0: yeah. You said they might be the best playing in the SEC right now. They might be the best in the nation behind Michigan they're close.
1: I, they they are Arkansas close. is
0: looking. Incredible.
1: It's it's hard to find a hole in their game yeah. right now. Number
0: 12, Arkansas at South Carolina at 5.30 on the SEC Network. Then we have Auburn at number 8, Alabama on ESPN2 at 6. Auburn got a huge win over a very struggling number 25, Tennessee. It doesn't really mean much for them, though, sadly, because... Uh, they're not going anywhere. They're going to play this game against Alabama, and then they have one more game after that.
1: Hosting State.
0: Yes, that's yeah, right. they host hosting
1: state, state on Saturday.
0: And that'll be the end of their season. They're yes. done. Uh, congrats for getting a top 25 win. I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, congrats for not phoning it in, because I was getting the vibe from them big time. I even said this on our show. It's like, it's like Auburn looks like they are phoning it in. And kudos to them. They came out and fought really hard, showed some pride, and and knocked off a good Tennessee team. Now they're on the road playing their arch rivals, who just won the SEC championship. So so can Auburn play spoiler of some sorts? They can't ruin Bama's chance of an SEC title. Could they ruin Bama's chance though of a number one seed by knocking off the Crimson Tide tonight?
0: Real quick, back to Auburn and Tennessee. Do you know who they won this game without? Sharif Cooper did not play.
1: I was not aware of this. He did. Not, Sharif Cooper did not play in this game. Was he injured? Suspended? Did I, I do
0: not. I do not recall. I remember hearing it sometime Saturday night, and yeah. then I looked into it. Sharif Cooper didn't play. They won this game by five. Uh, Flanagan was the big man in this situation. He had twenty-three points, shot fifty percent from the field, played really well. He's kind of been that number two. To Cooper all year in his shadow. I mean, Shreve Cooper, Shreve Cooper. So you kind of understand that. But that's what's impressive to me is they did this without their very, best player.
1: Very impressive.
0: So, and back to Bama. They have nothing to lose really, besides
1: I mean, seeding at this right. point.
0: They're they're gonna they have the SEC championship. Uh,
1: they yeah, they're they're locked into the n- number one seed for the conference tournament, but. It is their arch-rival. They have a chance to... This is probably the best game for Bama to play post-celebration, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah. you know, if you're going to avoid a letdown, who do you want to see on your schedule? Your arch-rivals, right? So I think Bama will still be invested emotionally, and, I mean, they saw all of these teams in the, in the top 10 lose last week, too, so I'm sure they still think in the back of their minds, listen, if we close this thing out and win the SEC tournament... We have a really good shot of getting that last number 1 seed. So a lot to play for still for Alabama. I think at home, they get the job done.
0: And I, this will be senior night for them too, I believe. So there's even more of an incentive. Not that's a veteran team, yeah, yeah. With,
1: with a handful of seniors on it.
0: Real quick to John Petty on that Alabama team. He's senior in everything, but we were talking about him at the beginning of the show. And he's always seen as this top scorer and big-time player. But one thing I really noticed, which might really help this Bama team in the long run, he doesn't get a lot of assists, but there's the stat in hockey that is the pass to an assist and you get like a point for all of that stuff. He has had a, especially in the Mississippi State game, he had a lot of passes that went to the assist of the point. And he doesn't get a stat for that or any credit, but that is huge. And, I, I mean, he probably would have had, so anywhere from 8 to 12 of those in that game. I mean, just a very good distributor.
1: It's a good passing team yes. overall. And and you're right. Petty heads that up on most possessions. You're going with Bama on this yeah. one? Yeah.
0: All right. righty. Auburn at number 8. Alabama on ESPN2 at 6. Tonight. Next game, we have Vanderbilt at LSU on the SEC Network at 7.30. Vanderbilt got its third win. I don't know how, but it happened. (laughs) They they, they beat Ole Miss. (laughs) Spoiled their season. Anchor down, baby. Uh, Vanderbilt does have more wins uh, in the conference than Texas A&M, but they are still in last place because of their winning percentage. Kind of just luck of the draw with A&M missing so many games. And then LSU against Arkansas on Saturday – they kept it really, really close until about the 10-minute mark. I think they actually led m- yeah. most of the first half and then just kept it close with Arkansas. And with LSU losing the games they have been recently, uh, their seating is just dropping. Yeah. they're.
1: they're they, I, I mean, they I have would to assume... Win. They have to win tonight.
0: Yeah, they have to win. They should win this game. Uh, hey, you know... You never know with Vandy, honestly. I mean... Yeah,
1: I mean, neither of these teams are great defensive teams. So it could be a high-scoring game. LSU is yet another team in the SEC that's, for me, very confusing. Because I watch them play some nights, and I think, man, that's a really good team. And then I watch them play a different night, and I go, how come... What, did, did they forget how to score? What, what happened? You know, how can you score 90-something one night... And then struggle to score seventy the next night, playing the same caliber of opponent. Uh, so they've been up and down, but they they've done a good job. LSU has all year. When when they're at home, they they beat the teams they're supposed to. They should have no. They should have little problem tonight against Vanderbilt. Although Vanderbilt could score some points,
0: very possible. Uh, very, uh, it could be. Just with Vanderbilt, you never know. So I, I mean, it might be a blow, and it might not be. We'll find out tonight at 7.30 on the SEC Network. The last game of today, we have Kentucky at Ole Miss on ESPN at 8. I know you are thrilled that Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt, and I don't think Ole Miss has a chance unless they win the SEC tournament to get into the tournament now. Right,
1: yeah, no, that's –
0: I, we talked about it last week. If they were going to have their season ruined, it was going to be against Vanderbilt, and it sure enough happened.
1: And, and Kentucky lost at home to Florida to ruin any small chance they had of building an at-large case, you know, an at-large birth case for themselves. So now, so now both teams are now firmly in the category of got to win the SEC tournament.
0: Kentucky's going to do it. They're gonna do it.
1: Well, they win tonight, though, in Oxford. I'm gonna say no. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would think it's. I would laugh if they did. You know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But almost at home, with the way that they play defense, just losing
0: to Vanderbilt, I feel like I don't know. I think I will take Kentucky. Actually, just spice things up. <laughs> um, I, we'll find out. 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Moving on to tomorrow, we already covered the Mississippi State at A&M game. The other game for that day is the Missouri at Florida game, which is on the SEC Network at 530. Missouri just dropped out of the top 25. Florida has been up and down all year. They've been in it for like two weeks. Both teams seem like they're struggling, or Florida is on a three-game winning streak, but mm-hmm. they just – it doesn't feel like a comfortable winning streak. They just seem to struggle, and uh, Missouri's lost four out of their fast five games,
1: really struggling. Uh,
0: it's its a game of the struggling teams in the SEC is what it feels like.
1: I mean, two teams who, who, who are still good, but yeah, but but they have struggled ever since they reached the pinnacle of their seasons – or, or at least the pinnacle of their play on the court earlier in the year. They have regressed since then. Still two teams though that should easily be in the big dance. So good matchup. I mean, this is a, a matchup of two teams fighting for fighting to improve their seating and fighting to be in a in a a scenario where they're not having a sweat at all on selection Sunday. Because let's be honest, even though both these teams were just recently in the top 25. The loser of this game goes into the SEC tournament, I think, wondering what happens if we lose one more you know, bad game. You know What, what could happen? Could, could we be sweating it out a little bit? I don't think so, but I know it, it, it would mean a lot to both these teams to win. I think Florida continues their, their better play as of late, and, uh, and Missouri's recent struggles continue.
0: I'm going to agree with that one. Missouri at Florida on the SEC Network at 5.30. And then Thursday we have Vanderbilt at Cincinnati Okay. at 6 o'clock. Vanderbilt Why? might get another win. We don't have much on that one. <laughs> We're going to run through the top 25 here real quick. You do it fast. Oh, okay. Number 25, Wisconsin. This is today. Uh, at number twenty-three, Purdue on ESPN two at eight. We have number fifteen, Texas at Iowa State. Number eighteen, Texas Tech versus TCU. Number six, West Virginia already
1: on. Yeah. yes, already happening.
0: Number three, Baylor, and then another good game tonight is number four, Illinois at number two, Michigan. That's all the time we have. Uh, alongside me, <laughs> Anthony Craven. I'm Cody Vlasak. We
1: we sort of did it,
0: and that's it for us today. We'll talk to you again Saturday.